This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, gentlemen. We got Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison, Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's write that down and an accountability session. If you're new to the segment, welcome to write that down. And uh, and if you're new, this is where we keep track of each other's predictions, unlike most other sports talk radio shows, if not all other sports talk radio shows, and any really talk show, political, there's all kinds of different uh, predictions made, and they just kind of go by the wayside. Not here. We keep track of each other's predictions, and we hold each other accountable. So are you guys ready for the accountability session? So ready. Okay. Not really. Uh, probably not. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's not a lot of good news. Not gonna lie. Seems to be the trend around here. There's only one that I'm going to be held accountable for that I'm still sort of licking my wounds on. Well, let's start with you last then. night. Let's yeah, start sure. With you, yeah. You know, get it out of the way. Rip the bandaid sure. off. All right. So Manny Hill said the oh, Lakers will make the playoffs as an eight seed and will push the Warriors to six games in the first round. Mm. Now, to be fair, that oh. was like two months ago when I made that prediction, <laughs> yeah, and the Lakers were playing a little bit. Only two months then. ago, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Manny also said the Wolves will get to 40 wins this season. <laughs> yeah, the buzzer didn't even believe that was. No nope. buzzer's like ah oh, no, no no mathematical impossibility. And the one that stings the most: you were yeah. a diehard Tennessee Volunteers fan, and uh, they blew it last night. Ryan you, Klein. You Ryan said bleeping Klein. You said incorrectly they'd make it to the Final Four, and they did not. <sighs> Would you like to? Vent your feelings for a minute here, Manny. Well, Rick Barnes just really made me mad last night with that stupid trying to advance the ball with 1.7 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, what, 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 what? I saw that, that was Rick Super Barnes. Weird. That was Rick Barnes, who is a really good college coach and has been a really good college basketball coach for Ed, for over two decades. But that, I mean, that just made no sense. They were trying to advance the ball and. They were trying to set up a, a some sort of game-winning shot to try and throw it in from half court. Yeah. And after the game was tied up, he they he had them try to throw the ball into like quarters court to Grant Williams, and then Grant Williams tried to throw it to somebody at half court, and then they tried to call a timeout. But then there was end up being one tenth of a second left like by ma- the time they executed it mathematically. How it's are you impossible. planning for two passes in 1.7 seconds and also call timeout in time for there to be at <laughs> least cuz cuz what's your what's your hope that there's 0.5 left like if right and even then happens? you're you're like it's literally like a catch and shoot whatever you try to draw up <laughs> is a catch and shoot you got 1.7 seconds left just call the timeout and draw up I mean come on we saw Christian Leitner make a shot at the buzzer because of a great throw by Grant Hill or whoever it was like just come on whatever <laughs> 
Football anyway. school again, Manny. You're a football school again. No, no, we're not even that. You just four and eight last year, Judge. Just play this under. <laughs> you lost to Vanderbilt for. Wait a minute. Okay. How's Give me Goggins, one more minute. How's Scoggins doing? Give me one more minute, more thirty seconds here to vent to, 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 to vent on Tennessee ball sports right now, Judge. They're not even a football school right now. Do you know that they lost to Vanderbilt for the third consecutive year, mm. for the first time since the Coolidge administration? <laughs> Since the 1920s, Judd, they lost three in a row to Vanderbilt in football. I'm doing a welfare check on Anthony Scoggins right now. I'm worried it's about bad, my, man. I'm worried about it's my bad. guys. So, and uh, Holly Warlick, the women's basketball coach, longtime assistant under Pat Summit. She got fired this week, too. So, yeah. Other than bad. that, things are great in Tennessee. They've got the Appalachian Mountains up there. Very <laughs> scenic. Right. No, the the men's team they did have a great year though, but it's just it was just kind of a disappointing game. Could have been better though. Yeah. <laughs> it, should, it should have been better. Yes, uh, let's see, better. Jonathan and Rami both said the Twins opener would be snowed out. Whoops! Such weather pessimists, you guys. Yeah, I don't know why we would think that. It's not like we had the <laughs> glorious worst weather. winter in the history of Minnesota. Uh, some listener predictions here. Mike S. said the Timberwolves would get the eight seed and win at least one game against Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. Awfully optimistic. And uh, Roderick said Bob Motzko, this is almost a year ago, Bob Motzko would lead the Gophers hockey team to a frozen four in 2019. Ooh. That was aggressive. I think I said last week for next season. Let's see. I said, we'll get to yours. I said the Gophers oh, will beat okay. Michigan State <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. That the Wolves would make the playoffs. However, I told you guys a couple months ago, and the WWE made it official yesterday or two days ago, that Ronda Rousey would main event WrestleMania, become the first female to main event WrestleMania. And that has been scheduled. So I saw that. It's a three-way match, right? It's called a... Uh, it, it's, it's called a... Um, there's a word for the three-way match. Yes, triple threat. Triple, triple threat. threat. Oh, yeah. Menage- oh, okay. Yeah, I gonna, oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I looked at Rami. I'm like, this is not going anywhere good. Calm down, Seth. <laughs> All right. Judd predicted the Gophers men's hockey team would make it to the NCAA tournament. Which at the time felt like a bunt attempt, but you just fouled with two strikes. <laughs> yep. You are. Yes, you're right. That the Gophers men's hockey team would win the Big Ten regular season title. However, you did say the Twins would play baseball on March 28th. And, and this is, I didn't think it would be this quick that you'd have this one paid off, but uh, Bryce Harper would get booed by Phillies fans before the end of April. And there are stories well written. They booed him after his second strikeout yesterday. <laughs> In a win. In a game that they oh, were winning. Fantastic. I love those Philadelphia fans. And so with that, as you can see, scrolling across the bottom uh, of our Twitch right stream here. here. Right down here. You can see the incorrect predictions and batting averages. Judd, you are in second place behind Rami, who's batting uh. 364. Rami, uh, so Rami 364, Judd batting 308. Only 364? I was at 500 for a minute. Yeah, slumping a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, batting 269. Sorry, Ted Williams. Listeners 231, Jonathan 188, and Manny 158 with guests still looking to get on the board. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. So Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, Phil, and we'll go around three times. All right. <clears throat> Write that down. Prediction number one for me for uh, this Friday. Dean Everson will replace Bruce Boudreaux as the wild coach after this season. Now, okay. I, I looked this up yesterday. I am I am on the record already as saying that Boudreaux, unfortunately, because I think it's completely unfair, will be out as coach 
after this year, but I did not give you a replacement. It's going to be a Paul Fenton's friend and current Wild assistant coach, Dean Evison, who replaces Bruce. If they make the playoffs, does Bruce still get fired? I got a bad feeling about this. I think Paul wants his own guy. Okay. So I think if they make the playoffs and and in inevitably probably lose in the first round, I I think they still do make a change. To be clear, I'm not advocating for a change at all. Write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. I'm not feeling good about tomorrow. The Wolves will get blown out by at least 20 points tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I thought you were going after your soccer team for no, a second. No, 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 no. I feel good about that game. Revolution. All right. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Dan. Over to Manny. Uh, I agree with Jonathan, by the way, that that's probably what's going to happen. That's not in part of my write that down, though. Um, Carl Anthony Towns will have at least 25 points and 12 rebounds tomorrow night. Okay. That would actually be a like a kind of a below standard performance for him. But that's that's yeah. what we've come to now is his bad or maybe an above all... standard playing the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Write that down. Write this down. Okay, over to Rami. The 76ers will win that game by at least 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> Write that this down. There's not a whole lot of optimism for that game tomorrow. Write it down. You like writing things down. Since you guys are such buzzkills around here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with an all-Twins Kool-Aid edition of Write That Down Today. I okay? A pitcher of <laughs> Twins Kool-Aid Pouring it all over my body. Margaritas right? of Color twins. shocked. Jose Barrios parlay. Okay, a three-item Jose Barrios parlay. Okay, twenty or more wins. Okay, two hundred mm. or more strikeouts and an ERA below three mm. on the season. Hold on, give that to me again. Yeah, twenty or more wins, mm-hmm. two hundred or more strikeouts okay. and an ERA below three on the season. They've all got a hit, or this is an incorrect predi- prediction. That'll mm. get him. That's that'll probably parlay. get him a Cy Young, Phil. Which I think has already been predicted by. Maybe somebody. By, well, the floor is open. Backing. If somebody yeah. wants to, write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Jed. <clears throat> Riley Reef will begin next season at guard for the Vikings. Yes, I don't think i potatoes. I don't think I've gone on uh, the write that down record with that one so far. So Riley Reef will be moved from left tackle to guard for next season. And a, and a rookie starting left tackle that they drafted that's, in the first round? That's my guess. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Jonathan Harrison? Mine's sort of along the lines of the one you just did, Phil. Byron Buxton will have 20 wins and will finish in the top three of the Cy Young voting. That would be an amazing season for Byron Buxton if that happened. Yeah. Byron Buxton is in top No, three not Byron Buxton. Sorry. Cy you know what I mean? I'm so <laughs> confused. <laughs> Sorry. Because it's, a, that, it's a home run if you yeah. predict that Buxton switches the <laughs> you know pitcher. What? I wrote that down wrong. Point. That was my bad. Have we not Jose been talking? Barrios. Have we not been talking more and more about guys that can that can also play positions and pitch? <laughs> Two way players. <laughs> Two way players. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jose coming to Barrios, fruition. Sorry. So not it's it's tw- it's uh, twenty wins or more. And what was the other part? Top three in Cy Young. Top voting. three in Cy Young sorry, voting. That was okay. my bad. No, I think it's. I think you should go the other way. Nah, Write this down. Gonna, Write that down. Made bold picks before. I'm not going to do that here. All right, Manny Hill. Marwin Gonzalez will be an all star. In 2019, look at this Kool Aid right now, just passing it around. Oh, I yeah. like passing it. the bottle like around. Right now. One game, <laughs> one game, and I'm the football guy who overreacts. <laughs> Write, this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Speaking of football, the Minnesota Vikings will make a trade on draft day. 
That's all I'm going to say. I know that's not a big prediction, that, but that's it. That's all I got. Trying to get that batting average back. Right you're sitting on 464. Look, Give us like, more. Just like that is we talk- a hit by pitch. Just like when we were talking about Miguel Sano. Like sometimes you just need to make contact and put the ball in play. That's all I'm trying to do here. <laughs> that is a bunt single. You're shaken by your slump here. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You just got to lay down a bunt when you're in a slump. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. This is actually uh, this is an all Twins Kool Aid parlay edition of Write That Down for yours truly. Not only will Byron Buxton be moved up in the order before <laughs> May fifteenth, yeah, he will hit in the top three before the end of the season. So he'll be moved up in the order by May fifteenth, and he will at some point before the season's over bat first, second, or third. All right, got it. So this whole he's going to bat ninth all season. Hogwash. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write I was this only down. telling you what the manager said. <laughs> Back to Judd. <sighs> All right. A quick one here that I, I did not actually plan for until I heard the predictions about these, the Wolves tomorrow night losing by 30 points, according to Rami, to the Sixers, and, and you guys all predicting that the Wolves are going to uh, get drilled. Tomorrow night, Carl Anthony Towns will have at least one flagrant foul. <laughs> Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is going to do what the old man told him and take out his frustration. So Joel Embiid or Jimmy Butler, you better watch out. Come in bubble wrap because Carl Anthony Towns will have at least one flagrant foul. I love how now you're trying to project what you want onto Towns to write that down. Hey, write that down. Judd has basically in the last 20 minutes has turned Carl Anthony Towns from a super a young superstar in the NBA to a hockey goon. He's like, like yeah. You know, sometimes you got to send a message, Manny. It's like Knuckles Knuckles Nylon is out there. Write it down. You like writing things down? Write this down. Jonathan. All right, after being eliminated from the playoffs for the first time in a long time for one LeBron James and having a very long offseason for once, he will be the MVP next season. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Come back rested. That's good. Come back ready to go. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Manny Hill. Taylor Rogers will lead the Twins in saves in 2019. Yeah, well, he's... After what we saw He's off to a nice start already. He's... Got a good chance. Although it might be that if, let's say he's one of their two best relievers, that they might just use him in non-save situations. I would still say the uh, Blake Parker, just because he's if he's your fourth best reliever and he's been a closer before, but some of it's going to be matched. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I also have a Taylor Rogers prediction for write that down today. He will have a sub two and a half ERA. This is a parlay? Yes. Oh, okay. 80 plus strikeouts and a whip under two. Wow. Okay. Or mm. I'm sorry, a whip under one. Hmm. Okay, I like the the addition of whip you in like, your parlay. You like here, that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it like Stewie Griffin too. Whip. Yeah. <laughs> whip. He'll have a cool whip, whip below He'll have one. A cool whip. He'll have a whip below one. You can't have pie without cool whip. <laughs> write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. And final prediction uh, of, of the week. We have we have a couple listener predictions to get to in a second too. But in the Twins Kool Aid Parlay edition here, Nelson Cruz. 35 or more home runs, 100 or more RBIs. So 35 and 100 for Nelson Cruz. Nice. Or I bust. like it. Mm. And write write it down. down. You like mm. writing things down. A couple listener predictions, and you can send us. Just tweet at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Rami is tweeting, and uh, you can include at Score North, S-K-O-R North, in there, too, to make sure that we all see it. Anytime during the week, and we will file them away, and we uh, will likely bring them to our show here. Jesse H. predicted Nelson Cruz 
will hit a dinger in the second game against the Tribe on March 30th, very specifically tomorrow. He not, hit a the, home run. not the other second game that they'll play on another date, but on March 30th. Correct. Okay. So if if this here's the problem if with that this game is rained out and the second game is actually on Sunday, mm-hmm. this prediction does not count. You're too specific. Just so Jesse knows. That's very Judd like. It is. <laughs> Got too specific and and uh, Mike G predicts Rob Gronkowski will will win the XFL big game at the uh, at the uh, in 2020 and will be the MVP of that game. Yeah, he's going to go to the XFL and make a whole lot less money. <laughs> Oh, Vince McMahon. If it was, if if it was it a, a WWE XFL say, combination deal, I, this is not the stupidest thing. Because he he could go to uh, wrestling, right? Yeah, and then possibly cut a deal to play in a few football games. I could see he's Gronk. done some stuff with WWE yeah. before. I could see that see happening. He's like, like headlining the main event for WrestleMania <laughs> next year. Gronk is Vince would love that, right? <laughs> yeah. If he's headlining WrestleMania and he's also playing tight end, for, would you put that past Gronk completely? Because I would not. No, not at all. It's definitely in play. <laughs> Yeah, definitely in play. Yeah, for, yeah. Sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I like it. It's a likelihood, really. All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and uh, the the list of prominent local sports figures who have blocked Judd on Twitter has grown by one as of yesterday. All right, thank you, Jonathan. By the way, did you just read the day block thing? Yes. Oh, I was literally just going to read that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time, the second time that's when I was out with Collar, he did the same thing. He's like, did, did you read that? Jonathan's like, yeah. He's like, okay, good. I was going to read it. And then Collar rips me for not telling him traffic when he's the one who doesn't have his headphones on during the traffic updates. <laughs> <laughs> he's raging about Miguel Snow the whole time. Yeah. Just babbling. Oh, man. Uh, so, all right. Rami joined the show a little over two months ago here. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think in the last two months this has happened to Judd, but Judd has been blocked on Twitter by a number of prominent Minnesota athletes and former athletes. Like Adrian Peterson has blocked really? Judd on Twitter. Yes. Wow. Cordero Patterson has blocked Judd on Twitter. What Are you tagging them in your tweets? Uh, no. So they somebody is telling them, hey, this yeah. guy said this about you. Or they're the or dude being, yes. who goes and searches their own name on Twitter to see what people are saying about that's, them without tagging them. That's yes. how I got blocked by Samantha Ponder about six years ago. And it really? wasn't even like I didn't tweet anything about her. I was just criticizing her quarterback husband uh-huh. a couple times on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she must have had a feed, a Ponder feed or something, like a Christian Ponder feed, and would just... She would just go on these blocking rampages, sports fans in the Twin Cities found out. By the way, Dayton Jones, if you say anything about Dayton Jones on Twitter, he finds it. And he'll block you or he'll he'll chirp at you? He'll chirp at you. Well, he might chirp at you, he might block you, but he's definitely that dude who okay. consistently is searching his name to see what people are saying about Dayton Jones without tagging Really? Him. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, apparently we can add another name to the list here. Yeah, um, yeah I've been blocked again. To so, so today, long story short... Uh, Congratulations. The Zuckers had a baby, their second child, Carly and awesome. Jason, okay? Which is, which I'm dead serious. The miracle of life. Congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. That's great, great news. So there was a tweet today, and Don Mitchell of Channel 9 retweeted a tweet from Carly Applin, Jason's wife, mm-hmm. and, and you know, congratulations. And Don Don's re- retweet was very nice, but it had a link then to a picture that I assume... I assume was of the new baby. So I thought, oh, you know, I'd like to see the kid. It's probably a, you know, really cute kid. So you just wanted to click on the photo or So I wanted to so I get so I just I don't know, I went to the I went to the link 
And I clicked on the link, right? Because I wanted to see the baby. You weren't going to troll the baby, were you? No, I You had the best of intentions. No, I okay, had. I right. wanted to see the kid. That's all. I was not going to troll. That's a pure monster trolling a baby. I'm a. I'm a. Unless the baby's really asking for it. I'm a jerk. <laughs> and sometimes the baby is. I'm a jerk. I'm not that big a jerk. So I clicked what turned out to be Carly's Twitter account. And I'm blocked. <laughs> I've now been blocked by the wife of a wild player. And and I have never said a crossword about Jason Zucker in my life, either on print or on the show, other than the fact that I think he should be traded. Okay, can we pull up? Jonathan, can you do a search on Twitter? Yeah. Just Judd Zulged, Jason Zucker? Or how about just Judd Zulged Zucker? Okay. Cause, so in your mind, you don't think you've ever said anything that would warrant being blocked yeah, no, it's just it's, it's purely professional. He plays for the Wild, and I've said I think he should be traded. Okay. So I've never said anything that would cross the line of of going into their family. Nothing personal well, or well, But it would be personal to them if they don't want to leave Minnesota, and they've put well, but, down roots here. And right, but it's a profession. He chose to play, and you get traded. That's the reality of the business that he works yeah. in. Yeah. And the reality of the business Judd works the, in is that he makes comments like that. The point being is... I'm not Judd's side here. The point being oh, I is... Am, I am too for until, the record. Yeah. Until we see what was tweeted. The yeah. point right. being is I don't think... <laughs> I don't think in this case I should have been blocked. Okay. You, I'm a little bit surprised we'll, we'll I'm get, blocked. We'll get the evidence. I'm Do, you care? I'm Do you care that you were blocked? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I was just a little bit surprised. I was taken aback a little bit. Do we have anything, Jonathan? I, I feel like... An, uh, look in here. Just to be clear, we'll, re- we'll, we'll review the tweets. Don't just, worry. Just to be clear, I will say this: I feel like it's probably fair to say that, and, and Phil as well, but me for sure, speaking for myself, I feel like with uh, Peterson and Patterson, it did at times turn a little bit nasty. Like the Peterson stuff with uh, we got pretty involved in the fact that we we didn't think much of him as a person because of the things that had taken place. Yeah, we took So the, I could see that. We took the the bold stance that you probably shouldn't take tree branches and hit your four year old with them. Oh you did? Yeah. 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 We took the extremely bold stance. And Patterson was Patterson drove me crazy. So I felt like with those two I sort of it sort of justified the blocking a little bit more yeah. here. This is just a this is just a thing about a hockey player who I think probably should be traded. How about we just pull some random Judd Zucker tweets yeah. and do a review here. So this one's from March seventh. Uh you were commenting back to Lindsay about, I would assume, one of the podcasts Lindsay he Brown. just did. Yep. Uh, slow down, but I'm delighted by what Fenton did and only wish they could have traded Stahl. Zucker also is upping his value for his June trade. It's pretty benign. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just it's saying very benign. he's going to be traded. And, and by the way, the, the Wild at the deadline came very close to trading him to Calgary. Yeah, they tried to. And it only fell through because the paperwork didn't get sent to the league in time or he would be in Calgary right now. Okay. Oh, that's what happened? Yeah. It wasn't. I thought it was a snag over like which player. Or... It was paperwork. Oh wow! It turned out it was two. It was paperwork that didn't get so submitted in time. Didn't the Cleveland? Didn't the the Bengals or somebody do this? Uh, that wasn't there like an AJ was McCarron the, trade yeah, it or was something? The Bengals and AJ McCarron to mm. the Browns, I believe. Yes, a years and the ago. Browns were celebrating the trade instead yeah. of faxing in yep. the paperwork <laughs> that they needed oh, to that deadline. Right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wild were celebrating a Jason Zucker trade and forgot to fax in the paperwork, apparently. Yep. Okay. What, uh, anything Is there anything else? else? Uh, I thought or this was in response to someone else. I thought the same thing. I think he wanted to dump 16 badly. But I get your point, and he will get three. He will get three weeks. I think Zucker is out of here in June. I like your point. <laughs> I Zucker you're, you're, will be traded in June. Sounds like Fenton couldn't wait to trade him. Awfully thin skin. That's just 
But, but once little, again, it's just a profession. It's just a little reckless speculation but maybe between this friends isn't, on the internet. Maybe this isn't a hate block. Maybe she's not like, oh, I can't stand this guy and what he's saying about my husband. Maybe it's just she's really happy in here in Minnesota and doesn't yeah. want to hear about her husband being traded yeah, and true. having to uproot their lives. Right, so, but don't follow. But then don't follow me and but, don't block me. But even if she oh, doesn't, yeah, Jonathan might have found one. Oh, so this one is uh, a little the bit snarky. smoking gun? All right. That's not really the smoking gun, but Thank it's a little you. bit snarky. So this starts on February 28th. <laughs> Once again, at Jim Pete Hoops, saying what he needs to... What needs to be said about Wiggins and the Wolves? I feel as if I have to thank him every few months for providing honest analysis of the team he covers. Paul tweets, it, Paul tweets back at you, Will Calgary take Wiggins? Judd tweets back at him, Maybe send them Zucker and Wiggins for a first. <laughs> <laughs> problem solving, as far as I'm concerned. All I was doing was problem solving again. It's oh, amazing. So, uh, all right. So, do you have anyone? Is there anyone now that you've built up this this collection of people who've blocked you? These local prominent sports figures. Do you, do you have it's anyone in right. your anyone just sort of on the horizon that you hope blocks you? I think you should take a few shots. There have been some. Oh, oh! I am. I am slightly surprised. In fact, let me let me uh, Google this guy and see if he he has blocked me yet. I've always been slightly surprised that um, Mike Greenlight didn't block me, the Wild uh, TV yeah. commentator. I've always been surprised he didn't. He he unfollowed me a couple of years back at pulled goalie. He's pretty popular. Yeah, I think, click on, on that. Twitter. Let's let's see if he's blocked. Uh, you. Sixteen. Oh, he's only got sixteen thousand followers. I'm surprised <laughs> not more. No, I'm not blocked. You blocked shortly after now. that comment. I'm surprised. Jeez. I'm surprised I'm not blocked there. Uh, and let's see. I don't think LaPanta has blocked me either. Oh, and by, by the way, Phil Mackey, congratulations. Yeah, uh, no longer blocked by Twins TV play-by-play man Dick Bramer. Oh, really? Hey. You think we, that was we, after you guys uh, we, shook hands yesterday yeah. at the game? Right. You saw it. You I did. The I witnessed it. of flesh. I witnessed that awkward interaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how, right uncomfortable, how uncomfortable was it to watch Rami? It was, I knew, see, Phil had told me the story about getting blocked by him before, but... I'd kind of forgotten about it, and I also just didn't put two and two together that this was the same dude. Yeah, you, uh, because I'm I'm kind of new here, right? Um, but I felt like I felt like some kind of tension and, and awkwardness. It was palpable without even knowing what the situation is during their short interaction. And then as soon as he walked away, Phil told me the story again, and I was like, it refreshed my memory. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. That. You know, it was like you know when the like the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, yeah. back in the day, did yeah. that handshake where they kind of stare at each other, and then they just. They just go in and put it in the old vice. <laughs> and they stare at each other. Yeah. That's kind of what happened was, uh, in the Twins media room the, yesterday. The still, digging of the on, uh, still digging on Judd's uh, timeline here. This from November 9th. We have to go back a bit. I'm consistent. Jason Zucker disappeared for a while, but looks as if he's back tonight. Also, love what Granlin has been doing in recent weeks. This is who he should be or who he should consistently be. Another tweet that night. Where is this Zucker on a nightly basis? He's been fantastic in this one. He commented him, but it was a bit of a backhanded. I comment. could see how I could see how if so. It, it's not any one tweet. It's just sort of like pick, right? Pick, but I don't pick, expect her pick. to follow me. Yeah, but if someone why, why did through. she block me? What's I'm not in her timeline un, her. unless somebody else's retweet that she follows is retweeting. Yeah. My timeline into hers, but I'd imagine you probably share some of the same followers. So your your tweets could easily come across her timeline without how following thin, you because people retweet you because you're thin, very popular. How thin should your skin be, though? Like if I'm married or if I'm a, a pro athlete or married to one, I'm going to put up with a lot. Hold on, 
Sounds like a... We've got one from uh, November 27, 2017. Oh, We're going back quite oh, a ways planted here. the seeds long ago. <laughs> got that right. Sure, the Wild lost 7-2, but look how fast Jason Zucker can skate. <laughs> <laughs> I had my fastball back then. That's good. <laughs> That'll get you blocked. Uh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> I've, right. never, I've never blocked anybody on Twitter. Do you guys block? No, mu- muting is the... Thank you. Yeah. That's what I've been telling people. Because they don't know. For years. Because to block, that's like a badge of honor to some people who, yeah, are, yeah. who are professional trolls. To mute, now they just scream into the void for your attention endlessly mm-hmm. and never get it. And that hurts more, That hurts a troll more than than anything you could possibly do. And certainly more than a block. Because, again, they take pride in that block. Yeah. I see people... Tweeting out pictures of the screen that tells you you've been blocked by so and so. Like you it, don't want that. Like it's a brag. No, I don't want that. You can't. You don't get that satisfaction from me. Trolls <laughs> just get muted and yeah, scream straight. into the void like for daddy's going. attention for the rest of time. Oh, you're man. right. All right. Can you before we wrap with Royce here? Yes. Can you tell us this this Elvis Andrews walk up? Uh, I'm turning off my head. controversy. <laughs> No, I because like this. I have no idea what. Okay, this it's is. not. It's not a controversy. It's. I think it's going to catch fire. No. I think more people are going to be doing this. So I don't have kids. I don't even remember how I ever heard this song, but there's apparently a very popular children's song by the title of Baby Shark. Okay. And yesterday, Elvis Andrews walked up to the plate to the sweet, sweet sounds of Baby Shark. It is. This is the actual version here. Yeah. Oh, the little Jaws theme yeah. off the top. <laughs> I'm all in right now. You're all about Baby Shark? I like this. You like Baby Shark? I don't have kids, so this it's just new to me. This will when never it, get out of your head. Yeah, when it's stuck in your head for the next three hours, have fun saying that again, that you, you're you all in on this song. Don't it's stop awful. it. Pump it up. No, you can stop it. <laughs> Who wrote it? I don't care. Like, it's just bad. Hold on, baby shark. I've had to listen to it because my kid listened to it. It's terrible. So is his plan to to go with this the entire season? I hope so. And people, no, because there's stories stories written about this. I know. People being driven crazy or what? Uh, Imagine if you're a parent. (laughs) Imagine if you're a parent. Is that all we have of the song? Imagine if you're a parent. That's all we need of the song. Hold on a second. What? Being a parent's a choice. You should be happy. <laughs> you chose to have kids. Now you got to suffer the consequences. This is life. Sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan, how do you feel it about was a, it? It's a great choice having a kid, but then I realized that I have to watch the same movie over and over and over and over and over again, and then I have to listen to this god-awful song over and over and over and over again. Listen, nothing gets a stadium packed with 30,000 fans jumping more than this. I'm telling you. The absolute worst. <laughs> His kid likes the song, and he picked the song, and I think he's going to have it played all year long. You know what? It's no, it's no worse than that that country song that Dozier wouldn't quit using year after year after year. In fact, I was listening to a Nationals game a couple nights ago. Uh, they were playing a preseason game or a uh, spring training game, and he came to the plate, and he still has the same damn song. Which country song is it? I, Dozier I had remember. that country song that he used over and over between that and Mauer. And, oh, and, man. Mauer and had Baby the Shark same... is way better than Mauer's song. Mauer had, was a, it was a 
It was a T.I. song, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maurer oh. had the same T.I. song for his walk-up music whatever from you 2004. Like. Was it Whatever You Like? What You Know. What You Know. What You Know. Okay. Every single at bat for 15 years. But none of that is as bad as... Jonathan, do we have the other thing I asked you to get for today? The uh... Oh, hold on. I can play for okay. my computer. I didn't get it. In Dirt on my boots um, this... for Dozier. This oh little dirt on my, my boots. boots. Oh! <laughs> I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why because this this affirms what I've been saying about Cardinals fans my whole life. But since I've gotten here to uh, Minnesota sports fans, some Cardinals fan made a song about Cardinal Nation. Oh no, that is. The absolute wor- worst thing that you will ever hear and affirm everything I've ever said about Cardinals fans. Jonathan, if you would, please. We are a season. We are the best band yet. We are what? Totally we are the birds on the bat. We won't back down yet. We are Cardinal Nation. You know what this sounds like? Why is there a choir behind him? You guys ever... It sounds like a band... I, you guys know who uh, Dad? <laughs> oh, there's so much more. It's a three-minute song. Somebody alerted me that at the minute 42 mark, Jonathan, if you could jump ahead, someone raps. Oh boy, I'm ready for this. <laughs> what? Give me this. Here we go. <laughs> Oh God! Neither will your teddy bear. We'll make sure the crew won't assemble or walk that plank. We don't care. Three men on bottom of the ninth, two strikes, two outs. We stand with Mike, the man on deck. That's a buck ninety-nine. This is so white, <laughs> and I'm white, white fans. Cardinal fans, you suck so bad. Oh my God! <laughs> oh. It's, it's, it sounds like it sounds like like a really geeky bad baseball version of a dashboard confessional. Yes. Yeah, well put. You're right. Yes. Like, what is happening? Do they play that in the stadium? I have no I idea. So. I really hope they play. It's this too in long. The it, it's kind of like well, well, Prince made a Viking song oh. ten years ago. That's Prince. No, but it was like mm. people. I don't care. Prince can do whatever he no. wants. Oh, dude, it no. was no. dude. Yeah, Jonathan, you got to find it. I'm I don't trying. care. I don't care. That doesn't tarnish no. Prince's image no. at all. No, no, no Robbie, you don't no understand. Stop running. Stop running. Whatever you're about to play for me. Will oh. not change my opinion of Prince. I'll you know, tell you that you know, right now. I would have thought the same thing that he said until I heard it. And can't, then, it can't be as bad as what we just heard. Can you imagine being so I think they, they played it. the Prince Viking song inside the Metrodome to pump people up, and it was like, what? what are we doing? <laughs> Super uncomfortable. Uh, uh, should we? If it was that bad, how do you the, guys not have it on file right now? Well, it's, That should be at your fingertips. I think Jonathan's perusing the internet for I'm it. I'm trying to find Prince I, has done a very good job of scrubbing a lot of his stuff from YouTube. Well, so it's, it's probably for the best that they yeah. scrub this one off. Yeah. <laughs> well, for another time, we will uh, I'll keep looking and this. I'll play it. We'll wrap with Ricey, too. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and scorenorth.com. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities for uh, for my money, anyways. And it's a place that my family's been going to for 30 plus years. Now, I'm not an idiot. Well, some might say that I am. But when it comes to knowing where to take my vehicle, I'm not an idiot. But I have 
uh, enough awareness to know that there are dozens, if not hundreds, of car dealerships and service departments around the Twin Cities. And I've driven by all of them and haven't thought twice about deviating from Luther Brookdale Toyota for 17 years now. Uh, when you've got the peace of mind and the expertise and all the benefits that go with both the service department and the showroom area, there's no reason to go anywhere else. You'll get the same great customer service, the same durable vehicles, and the same peace of mind that my family and I have been getting for 30-plus years on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. We wrap with Royce when we come back to Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Strike three, the first of many for Barrios. Two strikes to Tyler Naquin. Tom Hallian rings him up. And if it's that good of a breaking ball, why wouldn't you throw it a lot? Half swing. Strike three. And Jose Barrios is going to come out of the game to a thunderous ovation by this sellout crowd. Well, Pat, uh, that'll that'll do for the first Twins game of the season. Yeah, uh, you had absolutely yeah, good stuff, to say the least. That, uh, that break of bits was uh, terrific. And uh, uh, the only caution I would offer is he was facing a last-place lineup. Uh, now, that's not a last-place team because they got Kluber and Carrasco and uh, Bauer and uh, and uh, Clevenger and uh, the Beaver kid. But the lineup right now is a last place lineup. That's uh, that's that lineup is as bad as Kansas City's right now. So uh, that that's the only caution I would make about. Uh, but that stuff plays against no matter who he was pitching against last night. But uh, this is not the Cleveland we have known uh, in the last few years either. So. so how is that the Cleveland that everybody's picking to win ninety plus games and win the division? Then Pat, is that is that pit, starting pitching because that good? Have, uh, yes. Probably, uh, I don't know, five deep. Who's better? Anybody? Probably uh, not five. Deep. When Clevenger is your number four starter, and most teams yeah, are most teams this, are using openers in, in their four spot. Yeah, yeah. and this Bieber, and this Bieber uh, is uh, he's got pretty damn good stuff too. So uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good five, but uh, uh, that uh, you know I I don't know. Did you see? I saw they signed another old. Uh, Outfielder today to a minor league contract. They're uh, they're trying to. I can't remember who it was. Somebody they just they just saw an hour ago. But uh, any Maben. any old. Oh, they signed Cameron, Cameron Maben. Maben. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Cameron Maben. Yeah, any old broken down body they can find. They're trying to come up with because they let their outfield uh, uh, depart and uh, letting Brantley go. That was just uh, unbelievable. But uh, what a. I, I I just I've said this several times, but. That Dolan, the owner, this is basically the last last shot at it with uh, Kluber uh, getting to the end of his contract and Bauer and uh, and and you know with this starting five, you got you got to take your best shot this year because this is it. And uh, they they did just the opposite. And uh, you know he's mad because last year they what they their attendance fell again by six or seven percent when they had a club. Coming off uh, a World Series one year and then another ninety some win team, and he got up, he got mad at everybody and uh, cut the payroll, and uh, that was uh, a big disastrous mistake. Because I would imagine Terry Francona is a very uh, frustrated guy with uh, what what kind of a lineup they're giving him. Now when Lindor gets back, it's a little different. Yeah. But, uh, 
uh, it's it's uh, that that lineup yesterday wasn't much to write home about. So, Pat, beyond Barrios, what's your confidence then in the starting pitching? Because I think Gibson gives you a fighting chance and, and is a pretty professional pitcher at this point. But but what's your expectation after that, do you think? I don't like Arota Rizzi at all. Uh, I think he's a mediocrity at best. Uh, Pineda, the man is huge. I don't, uh, I would be surprised if you're going to get 32 starts out of him or even 25. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, uh, I, I'm not terribly confident in all of them. The lefty, now the lefty looked pretty good in spring training. Uh, Martin, Martin Perez, uh, looked pretty good. But again, uh, it's, it's all analytics there. It's all, uh, them trying to fix the guy. And, you know, there are probably worse rotations, but, uh, you know, but it's, it's certainly, Second half of the league, I would think, as far as the starting five is concerned, yeah. it's you know that it's it's certainly not anything better than seventeen or eighteen as far as the rotation. I would guess. I mean, Cleveland's two, and you're eighteen, so that's the difference, probably, is starting rotation. But uh, again, the one uh, optimistic thing yesterday is Taylor Rogers is usually terrible at the start of the season, early in the season, and one of the last years. Yeah, he was. Uh, he his the stuff he was. I don't know. If some of it might have been the shadows for for yesterday, but the shadows were not a problem when Taylor Rogers was pitching, and he was getting some real funky swings. He had a point nine four ERA in the second half of the season last year. Oh yeah, what, what is it? How many strikes? He got a, a big long scoreless inning streak going back. Yeah, like twenty seven or something. Yeah, yeah. So he was. I forgot. You know, by September we kind of stopped watching this team. Maybe the end of August. And I, I knew he pitched. I knew he was pitching well. I didn't realize that he was pitching zero 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 the entire month of September and, and some of August too. But uh, you know what, uh, Phil, you were out. Uh, you've talked to this kid in the past and some other people. He's actually trying to answer questions this year. It's like he's trying to come out of his shell, and uh, yeah. I wouldn't say be a little more of a personality, but but it, it, it's almost like it's uh, planned for him. You know, like his self improvement is to okay. I'm going to be a little more open. I'm going to be a little, little, little more uh, out there when people ask questions of me. It's it's it's, it's a maturity thing, which I was really impressed with. Yesterday. Yeah, I you know what actually so Byron Buxton when kind of a similar thing. I don't know if it's a concerted effort for him this year, but when I remember when they drafted him as an 18 year old out of Georgia uh, high school. And he came to the dugout. He came to sign his contract and do batting practice and stuff. And so I remember being part of the beat writer media scrum that interviewed Byron Buxton for the first time. And I just remember thinking, my God, like there's, he, he's, he's, he refuses to say anything. He just doesn't talk. And like yeah. Byron Buxton last night was going back and forth with Shooter and back and forth with Doogie about confidence and different things. And I don't know. Sometimes guys just get to their mid 20s and they, just develop a wow. little bit more personality. Well, I've been talking about it. I might even said it uh, last time we talked, but it's it's almost like he's got the the hell of an attitude this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw what I think's my best game out there, and if, if it doesn't work, you know, 
I don't know what what I'm going to do for a living, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's it. I was, you know, talking to him for a minute uh, after everybody left yesterday, just saying to him, "How close did you come to going for three on that hit?" You know, because there, there was that little. It was that little moment when he was like, okay, he was roaring into second, and then it almost like he picked it up for a minute because he thought he might get a little bobble out there in left field, and uh, it, it almost looked as if he was going to go for the, the three-baser three directly to the left fielder, which yeah. is a rather rare thing, and then he stopped him, but he talked to me, he says, this close, he said, he little, you know, his fingers real close together, he said, this close. So, yeah, he's a... Uh, there is a different uh, attitude with them too, and it, it's based more on uh, uh, coming into this uh, uh, season with a you know for a lot of better tone, the old uh, cliche uh, chip on his shoulder. He does have a chip on his shoulder, and he's he's out to prove a lot of people wrong by uh, just going and back to hitting the way he likes to hit, and not chipping up his leg or doing any other stupid stuff. Yep. Uh, Pat, enjoy your weekend, and uh, next week we will announce your new uh, your new baseball show. Probably we'll announce that right. on Monday to the people, all right? Okay, good enough. Thank Sounds you. Good. All right, see cool. you, Pat. Wrapping with Royce every, every uh, day at 545 on this show. If you guys wanted to end the show, someone just tweeted at us, because we talked about this earlier in the week. Someone just tweeted how much it costs to propose at every stadium <laughs> In Major League Baseball. And I was shocked that you had to pay to propose at a Major League Baseball oh, stadium. And some of these, where would you guess is the most expensive and then the cheapest to propose? By the way, the Twins are sort of in the middle. I mean, I would imagine New York, L.A., Chicago are probably the most expensive to propose in, right? L.A. is the most expensive. All right. How much would you guess it costs to propose on the Jumbotron? At Dodgers Ravine, yep. $800. More. What? Nine fifty. More. Shut 1500. up. Fifteen hundred. This is according to swimmingly.com. Thanks to Greg for tweeting this over. How much did you guess? Fifteen. Higher. Shut up. I'm not even paying this much for a wedding. Seventeen fifty. <laughs> higher. No, I'm out. <laughs> Who's paying higher than that to propose? Yeah. Well, it is L.A. I mean, there's and Hollywood stars. In L.A., you're, you're just going to get divorced in two years and have to pay for is that anyway, so why would you bother? It's $2,500 to propose. Up. Why are you doing that? Does anyone do this <laughs> oh. in Los Angeles, at Dodger Stadium, then? You've got to be an idiot. It also costs one... Well, two things. It also costs $1,500 in Washington, D.C., where the Nationals play, to propose... But the second thing would be, this is a genius way to prevent people from proposing on Jumbotron. Oh, you think yes. that's what it is? Charge it's them $2,500. You want to ruin our In game Los experience? Angeles, some morons would do it, though. Yeah, but at least you're thinning out okay, the crowd. Okay, I bet uh, I bet Tampa Bay it's about $12. $150. Hey, I'm proposing at a Rays game. I'm trying to find Tampa Bay. Actually, Tampa Bay they is, is among the highest. <laughs> what? It's $500 to propose at Tampa Bay Stadium. It's one of their main revenue sources, actually. <laughs> That's how they help pay the contract? There's only like 12 people in the stadium. They expect one of those 12 people to pay $500 to propose to one of the other 12 people? <laughs> Apparently so. Can you imagine proposing at the Trop? No, it's the okay. saddest place in baseball. Yeah, so say. the cheapest is thirty nine dollars, and it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
The twin the bucks. twins now charge according to this the twins charge two hundred nine dollars. So I was right. It was around two hundred. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, when when I did that story, it was like one fifty. There are five teams that just flat out will not allow you to propose on a big screen. Good. Which five teams? Yeah. Because they immediately just became my favorite. The Blue Jays. Uh-huh. All right. Yay. I'm a Toronto Blue Jays the fan. The Angels, the Royals, the Orioles, and the Mets. The Mets do not allow it. I'm uh, with he, Jonathan. That's fantastic. The Angels might change that policy to pay Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they see, they see what the Dodgers, if the yeah. Dodgers get what they're asking for. <laughs> they might have to. Uh, oh. your, your Cubs charge 175 bucks at Wrigley Field. So I can I get to propose at Wrigley Field or Dodger Stadium, and I can I only have to pay 175 at Wrigley and 2500 oh, at Dodger Stadium. Wrigley all right? day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't do either, but. I got to think the Cubs are, are going to up that very, very soon now that they've seen what the Dodgers charge. You would think so. The Ricketts are. Hey, Yankees only charge a hundo. Yankees charge less than the I Twins. Wouldn't char- I wouldn't See, the get Yankees believe that ballpark. in ballpark. That's, that's with the Yankees. That's what it is Propose that ballpark. That's not nondescript ballpark now. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening all week. All of our fun twin stuff at Kieran's yesterday. You can find Mackie and Judd with Rami on demand. Scornorth.com, Scornorth mobile app, or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Apple, Spotify, The Scoop of Doogie is next on Scornorth. Dog ad. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.